that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. I wonder if this is what normal people feel like. Well, like Eleanor Roosevelt said, well-behaved women rarely make history. And nothing says mental health um, cast live like, say, starting with, I drank a whole bottle of wine. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another week of Bipolar Girl, where we're heard in over 70 countries worldwide. And we're steadily growing, even though I feel like we just we're not really getting a lot of respect. But (laughs) that's just the way it goes, I guess. Um, I'm uh, by the time you guys hear this show, what it's going to be New Year's Day. Yeah. New Year's Day. So happy New Year, everyone. I hope. Um, you had a safe New Year's Eve. Um, like, seriously, like, get home safely. I hope you got home safely. And if you're still partying now while you're listening to the show, make sure you get home after that. So um, we have an interesting show. This is kind of our, what is it, nostalgia show. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything and, and kind of wish you well for you know for 2023 and we know how the holidays can be right babe they can be holidays <laughs> as you can see as you- <laughs> we're tired we just had family in town for a week we remember when we did the christmas card we were so jovial like oh wow everything is going really well <laughs> uh it went fine. It was just, it's really hard, what, to have people in your house? It's hard to have people in your house for five days. For five days. Let me tell you. Would would you say the sweet spot was, honey? Three. Three. You ain't lying. You ain't wrong at all, as they say. My apologies for using incorrect English, but let me just tell you, like, it was not easy at all to have people in your house. It's just, it's just not. No. And uh, and like you know, for Christmas Eve, we did our Christmas annual Christmas Eve pajamas, and like it's so funny because and like, we had everybody, everyone was over, and it was so his funny. mother, my parents, everyone was here. Yeah, and we came back to the bedroom, and we were just like, um, "Isn't my mom staying a little longer than usual?" A little late, <laughs> like she's not gone home yet. It's time for her to go. Well, you know the biggest deal was is that you know it's just like we love seeing them we love seeing them like always but the hardest part is like i said is when you have a lot of people in the house and you know and of course you know the kind of year we had right i mean you know rebecca is still in a in a sense recovering from probably the most difficult year and i.e three years or three years in general yeah yeah, it's been a long year. It's been it's been a really it's been a really long year. But we also wanted to Well, should I ask you how how was your week? We haven't done a how was your week. No, the week was fine. It's how... just like the past 2 days I haven't slept. Mm. I think it's been 2, right? Yeah. It was 2 days and then I slept last night with the help of medication. So right. hopefully I can sleep tonight without the medication because the medication that he has me on for sleeping makes me ravenous the next day and I just want to eat everything. 
that's the thing about those medication it's it's always like there's always something to them right what yeah it's always something yeah always always something you know and you know you pick your poison like you don't take it you're not sleeping you take it you're hungry the next day mm-hmm. so I, I i don't know what to do honestly even though your mother did make like a bucket of fried chicken we probably could like go through mm-hmm. that even though, well, it's we, gone it's now. gone that's true it is gone we went through all the fried chicken yes we did um yeah so we thought what did we think, honey? We thought, well, the holidays have got to be hard, especially people going into the new year. It was difficult for us. And give yourself enough landing space to heal from the family. And please, whatever you do, don't. Absolutely do not um, drink too much for New, for, for new Year's Eve. Yeah, we got to be careful about that. Right. But, you know, we, we wanted to talk about... You know, we wanted to give you some inspirational words, and I'm gonna, and we're gonna play it. There's a woman that we've heard online, Pris, Pr- Priscilla Schreier, and I played it for Rebecca. I mean, she happens to be, a, a, she happens to be a Christian speaker. I'm a Christian. We were, we're both Christians, um, but that doesn't mean that you share in the faith. But I thought the message, like we're all dealing with in this mental health fight, we're dealing with you know, coping mechanisms, whether it's trying to overcome, you know, sex, drugs, food, anger, uh, money. Um, we, we talk about it on the show regularly. We all use those things as band-aids for the real issue. And so we thought, well, you know, there's a lot of like people caught in like guilt right now. Oops, sorry, honey, hit your microphone. Poor choices and loneliness. Yeah, aggressive. (laughs) And some of you might be feeling the scars. But I just want you to know that your wounds and your scars don't define your current and future reality. I mean, it's just just something that happened. So I want to play this, and then we can talk about it on the other side of things. Um, I want you to hear this message. People that told you they would stick with you while you change, they've long since gone. That friend told you she had your back while you went through that development that you needed in that area of weakness or struggle that you had. She told you she'd be with you till the end. That partner, that spouse, that person that was covenanted to walk with you through that thing. And now you're sitting here alone tonight because that mother, that father, your cousin and your mama them, they all left you because they didn't have enough patience for what you were dealing with. Paul wants you to know that there is one who will never leave you nor forsake you, even as you change. So, yeah, I mean, no matter where you are in your world, in terms of your faith or your beliefs, we can always admit and always talk about that there are people in your lives or not in your life that you remember pre-medication and treatment. And those who have left you post-medication treatment. Right, honey? Yeah, I think just about every bipolar person can list how many people they've lost. Right. Whether it was through them just being bipolar or from them changing because they got on medication and got stable or whatnot. But we've all lost somebody. Somebody who said that they wouldn't go. Right. And I think that's what happens in any time in your life. And I thought what Priscilla like touched on there is that, you know, we always expect our friends and our family to love us unconditionally. But as we've seen for the, over the last, what, three, four seasons that we've done the show, that doesn't always happen the way no. that we think it's going to happen. That, well, no, they can love you unconditionally from afar. 
I mean, sometimes people have to leave for their own health. True, but some people just leave before it even gets hard. I mean, you think 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 about our journey. We've been together for 18 years. How, I mean, it, I'm not saying that I should win a trophy, but I'm saying that I committed to my family. You are my family. Yeah, but and, people don't leave before it gets hard. People leave when it gets hard. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, th- that is true. But I just want, I, I think everyone out there, you know, we all know what it means to, you know, you know, Rebecca was crazy and fun when she wasn't medicated. Oh, man, girl, we had a good time. We always went to the club. Oh, man, we hooked up. We picked up guys. We had fun. But then she got medication or then she got religion or then she got spirituality. And, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, in world, in in, in earth, in world, as we're growing and especially with a mental, what, am I not saying anything crazy? So don't look at me that way. When I, no matter what <laughs> What we say do on our journey, there will be people that are with us for performative reasons or people who are enhance our negative or most toxic traits and people who carry us through to like some sort of level of salvation. Now, I'll say it that way or just at least health like consistency. Um, And, you know, I'm right. I never said you were wrong. No, but you sitting there looking at me like I'm crazy. Because I didn't hang out in the streets before I met you. Oh, no, 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 no. I used you as an example. Oh. No, no, no. I don't mean that I you. I was going to say, I was not running the streets <laughs> before I met Steven. No, no, no. I don't and mean. And got on medication. <laughs> I was just wild. Woo. She was boy. I'm telling. No, no, no. I used you <laughs> as an example okay, well, to I just create need, I just the person. People, I need people to understand that I was not running the streets. No, no, no. When I met you, you were in the military. You were a soldier, like no. But I'm just saying, like I use Rebecca, or you, you use know, the name, the name, got it, the got name, it. the name. That's pe- my name. Don't, don't call out my name. <laughs> I'm just saying, like there are people who always remember when, yeah. or they're like, oh yeah, well you think you better than us now because you done you you this or you that. No, I'm medicated. No, I'm seeking my my own inner peace. And that's okay. And I want many of you on your journey to realize that that's what you're after. You're after your inner peace. It's also, there are certain people put in our lives at certain times and they're not supposed to stay. That's true too. They were there to help you through one thing. They helped you through that thing and now they're gone. And that was their, that was their job in your life to do that. That's true. And that's it. That's, that's what it is. That is very, and we can't keep everybody. Right. No, we, we and we're not supposed to. No, no, but you know what I mean. But the bottom line is, is that I'm so sick of people always saying like, "Oh, I'll be there for you for the rest of your life." Oh, we are friends to the end. People and, are very flippant with that term, right? They're always yeah, and then all of a sudden something happened, and it's like, "Oh, they're gone." You know, I remember, I mean, gosh, I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, I, I look at the ones that have come in and out of my life mm-hmm. or our lives mm-hmm. or your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all, they've all had reasons. Yeah. You know, but they're nowhere to be found. But when they need something, who the first. Well, those are 
I'm sorry. I gotta get I gotta get used to this. Okay, guys. So he's flailing his arms around and no, hitting my microphone. I'm talking with my hands because finally we have arms for our microphones. And flailing so, his arms. Yeah, around. I know. So I gotta get used to having this new arm freedom. Uh, <laughs> this is, so we've uh, we we've we're taking it to the next level. So now we're like we're now finally able to talk into the mic without bending over. We can look at each other while we're doing the show. You know, and this was my holiday gift to me or my Christmas gift. So. It wasn't your gift to you. It was your gift from me to you. But that's what I'm saying. You got me the gift. No, but when you say it was my holiday gift to me, it makes it sound like you bought it for you. No, I meant you. Of course. Who else? Well, okay, you're right. All right, I should be more specific. Yes, words matter. <laughs> words matter. Woo, let's clap for that one. Words matter. All right, so listen. So, it's one, was there something else you wanted to, wanted to say? No. Huh? No. No, no, no. Um, you know, okay, so this is so technically by the time they hear this show, it'll be the new year. So, in your reflections over 2022, um, you know, what are you, what are you thinking for 2023? Stability. We all are. We definitely are wishing and praying, um, to baby, sweet baby Jesus. And uh, even crucified Jesus, lifted, risen, of resurrection, <laughs> all of them. All the Jesuses. All the Jesuses that you get stable for 2023. Because I can't. I just, well, I can't. You never say what you can't do. Because every time I Because then say, you have to do it. You know, you always say, God, I want this, but I can't do that. And that's the very thing that you get. Um, I'm not going to say I can't do it. But I'm going to say, God, it would be so much better for you to be in good health and good strength for 2023. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, but, you know, it was one thing that you and I were talking about, and most of the people listening to the show is in our age group, and they remember the 80s and 90s. Yeah, so we were driving home one day, and we just went down, like... Memory lane. So, like, I think what started it was, like, Pizza Hut used to be like a legit restaurant. Like you had to go in and wait to be seated. And there was a waitress that came around and took your order. And they had those weird red cups. Yeah, they did. And, the, would, and a salad bar. And the weird tablecloth. And the sticky tablecloth. And, yeah. and the funky red booths. The funky red booths. And like we were sitting, we were talking like, man, those were the days. I'm like, Pizza Hut, you can barely, barely find it nowadays. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I. And, and then the Wendy's, the Wendy's had the, had the um, salad bar. Lord I remember have, that. How many people out there. How many people out there remember when Wendy's had the salad bar? When when there was a line. How many people remember when there was a line to actually for the salad bar for the salad bar at Wendy's? There was definitely a there was definitely a time when I remember like man, it was like forty five minutes just to be able to get in the Wendy's. Like now, it's like I mean, yeah, that was the way it was in D.C. So you go. No, I'm trying to figure out why you did laugh. I don't know. I just hit it. It was wrong. Um, <laughs> bad timing. But I remember when I would go and like they would have the eggs on the salad bar, and yeah. like, so I was like a big fan of um, boiled eggs. So when I would go, you still are, I still am. 
never so i would go and i would just put the boiled eggs on You're the so plate stupid. yeah the cr that was it that's I all i wanted see you some weird the, little kid running around with a bunch of egg on his plate that's all i wanted all i wanted was the egg on my plate and then i and then and then we went down okay so everyone in the dmv remember bob's big boy Oh when yeah, we get, didn't have that. So it was the all you can eat breakfast place. Like there you it'd be an hour, 45 minutes to an hour just to wait. Just to wait to get and we thought that was upper class then. Yeah, well, remember like Fridays used to be McDonald's night. That and so this is where it really got good for Rebecca and I. Cause I always used to think, I was like, am I the only my family, my black family, we are the only ones on mm -mm. earth who have TV dinners on Friday night. And that's where she lost it. So I said TV dinners. We had TV dinners with a little dessert in the middle that had like that dried to the side of the plate. And then also you had what? The the the, 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 the brownie. The brownie. <laughs> <laughs> or Brownie. you, or you had the little like like the little steak, the Salisbury steak, or the chicken. Always oh, you know your fried chicken and the yep. you know, the chicken, the skin slid off. It was so it gnarly. was so nasty. It was so gross. And then and then like you used to go to fast food. Yeah, I used to bring it home and unwrap it and put it on the plate. So Friday nights, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Thursday nights, you had the TV dinner, and on Friday night, you had McDonald's. So but you you put it on the plate like you, it was legit food. You put it on the plate like it was legitimate food. Rebecca's right. And we said that we lost it with each other. Oh. We were like, oh my God. I had no idea that anybody else's family did that. Yeah. And I'm convinced. They still do it. I'm convinced. I know. They still do it. They I will know. still go out and get them a burger and come home and unwrap it and put it on a plate. I can tell you right now, my uncle's order was always a Big Mac with an extra large fry and he'd get an extra fish sandwich on the side. My grandmother always got the fish sandwich my mother always got the fish sandwich and it had to be fresh fresh fish it had to be fresh which only all that means is hot hot it all had to be hot and they race it home and they put it on the plate mm -hmm. and they sit there and they're eating and i sit around and like the older i got i was like this is not very sophisticated like this is this is some but that's the thing it was back in the 80s and do you remember the 90s. tv the we all had tv trays we all had tv trays and see this, this weird laminate yeah, they weren't even wood. They weren't even wood. They were like laminate <laughs> countertops. They weren't. They were laminate countertops. And you know what was so funny about that? Because that was the night that my mother came over for Nana's birthday, and and, the gold. and she was like, well, "You know, we oh, oh Reggie, Reggie and don't Rebecca, have TV Reggie, they don't have TV trays." I was like, "Who has TV ones, trays anymore?" The ones that we had were wood grain. It Always. was like laminate. Oh yeah, top, but it was like wood grain. Oh yeah. And they had gold legs. Yes, they did. Out and they clicked in. Yes, they did. They popped. <laughs> they, they popped. popped they popped in. <laughs> they popped in. That's exactly what they did. That was that was it back then. Oh my god! No, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was a different time back then. We didn't have all this fancy arugula salads topped with like burrata cheese. Yeah, and, and you know all this gorgonzola. gorgonzola pizza. We had we had Pizza Hut, and then little Rebecca had little said, Caesars. Little Caesars was doing something. We had little Caesars. Yes, we, used we to, did. Because. When you first started ordering, it was Domino's, Little Caesars, and Pizza Hut. Yes, it was. Then Papa John's came around. So Papa John's came in, it was like, what, the 2000s, late 90s? Somewhere around the late 90s, 2000s, 2000s Papa John's, Papa John's started on coming in. in. Yeah, And exactly. then it just blew up from there. Like, now you can get it from, like, right. Damama. 
right. corner shop. Right, exactly. I mean, it's and, and now we want fancy artisan pizzas. Artisan cheese. That have been, you know, now we have pizza ovens. You know, back then. Yeah, you have a, a damn pizza oven. Back then it was just Domino's, and I was happy. You know what? And you know what I thought was revolutionary? When Domino's would let you come in and watch them make it, and they would sit there and perform a little so show for you. I was like, man, this is, like, awesome. This is really high end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, look, that was life in the city, and I guess apparently it was life in Colorado, and those were the 80s and yeah. 90s. Like, and then dad was talking about it when he was here. Like the first people who delivered were the Chinese restaurants. They yeah. were the first ones who they did it before pizza did it. They did it before pizza did it. And then pizza started doing it because pizza wasn't always delivered when I was little. Like you, yeah. it started when I was little that we could have pizza delivered. Cause I remember they would go pick up pizza. Right. Yeah, you all. Yeah, because you used to have to before they started delivery service. I remember Domino's. People would order five, six, seven, eight different pies at a time because everyone wanted like a large cheese, a small pepperoni. Let me get a meat lovers. Let me get this one. Let me get that one. And you had to go pick it up. The Chinese folks was delivering all the time, and you yeah. order like you ordered the egg foo young, the lo mein, and if you in DC, you were ordering the chicken and mumbo sauce mm -hmm. and the fried fish platters. I wish we like, had chicken and mumbo delivered. Oh, I wish we could have chicken and mumbo. We'd be 300, 300 pounds. Oh, we'd be 300 pounds. For all of you who don't know mumbo sauce across the world, mumbo sauce is kind of like a sweet, almost a, almost like a sweet and sour sauce without the sour, but the sweet, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of orange in flavor and, and you just pour it on top. So you can either get it on the side with Rebecca because she doesn't do sticky, or you can get it like poured over top of the fried chicken when it comes out. And it's like, it is, it is so good like it i held it from rebecca for the first what 10 years 10 years of our marriage because i didn't think she was she would like it and when she had it and like <laughs> my son was like i'm so mad at you everybody was angry with me like <laughs> why didn't you give this to us a long time ago um so yeah so i tell you the the 80s and 90s was an interesting time um definitely for that and then that's when what I used to love. So when we lived with my grandma in DC, there was a, like a corner store, like around the corner from the house. And we would go to go there on Friday nights because there was a business that had ice cream. So we would, so we would order like cheese, like either like, cheeseburgers and these cheeseburgers were on steroids 11th and park road actually it was it was the next street i think it might even been was that gerard no it wasn't that far down but it was like lamont i think it was the next street over and all of a sudden they had the cheeseburgers that were big as your head I'd never seen meat like that. I don't know where they got that meat. Back in those days, you didn't ask whether it was organic it or not. It was questionable. And like, so I remember like you order those with everything on it. And, and then somebody get a fish sub and French fries. And then we go across the street and then we would get ice cream from the little market and we would come home. It was, I mean, it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time back well, then. Well, remember we also like... I remember when we would go out to eat, first of all, Outback was like a fancy restaurant for us. We talked about, yes, Outback. Outback used to have two-hour two waits. Do you remember Sizzler? That yeah. was a West Coast thing, maybe. No, Sizzler. we had Sizzler. Sizzler. Sizzler was great because I think you could add the shrimp on each platter. Yeah, and <laughs> they had a salad bar. But I remember whenever we would go out, we would dress up. Yes. Like my dad would put on... A belt and nice shirt, and you know it was buttoned down, and not a suit and tie, but we were definitely dressed up. 
Well, I mean, back then we took things a little more serious in terms of fashion. I, I think, or maybe we were a little more put together. I don't want to diss like today's fashion. Yeah, because I was running around in sweatpants and and looking homely all the time. But I remember when I was a kid. But when we went out. We dressed up. Right. You had outside clothes. You had outside clothes. When you went to even, even yeah, even Sizzler or uh, Outback or any of those places, you were dressed up. Yeah, not suit and tie, but dressed. You yeah. were dressed. Khakis and, and a shirt yeah, or something Yeah, and now you like go, that. now you go out, not that it's good or bad or different, but now you go out and people don't dress like that anymore. You don't dress up for dinner. There's a whole lot of butt being shown in restaurants <laughs> these days that I, I that would not have been stood for back in the in, remember, back when I was a also kid. when I first started going to clubs and bars, there weren't dress codes. Well, true. Well, see, when D, well, see, and in, in our area, it the, started because of the gangs. We got gangs in Colorado, and it started really. That's when dress code started to hit. Well, it was neighborhood. It was too many neighborhood fights, and people would come in there. You couldn't come in there with Timberlands, Timberlands, rather, because you would actually get into a fight and you could kick someone and put them in a the hospital. No, it was the starter jackets. Them too. Oh yeah, people would get murdered for starter jackets. Yeah. Before that, it was something called triple fat goose. I don't know if you say they were like basically Sebastian's mm -hmm. kind of like or our oldest red coat that has the fur on it except it was down and these coats were uh, so expensive in the city like i mean literally like almost almost 200 two three hundred dollars and my dad like bought bought them for my sister and i and he was like please don't get murdered for it and he goes if somebody wants it that bad let them have it like you there know. was well i remember it being the starter jackets and there was a shoe there was some kind of shoe that came out early 90s, and I forget whose shoe it was. Was it Jordan's? I think it was Jordan's, but was Carl Jordan's? and I weren't allowed to have them. No, you shouldn't have been. No, none of us because were. Because kids were getting beat up and murdered for starter jackets and shoes. No, they were. Yes, so they were. we wanted starter jackets, but we were told we couldn't have them because of right. that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let me just let me just tell you that, like... People were getting absolutely murdered during the 80s. And that's why we couldn't wear starter coats or especially the Raiders coats. Oh, the Raiders, the Raiders coats were the, were the most expensive ones. And um, and so, yeah. But you knew that when you saw somebody wearing a Raiders starter joke, that was a bad mamma jamma. That's true. You always thought that joke that could was fight. That a bad mamma jamma. My, I thought it was just us over here, but I didn't realize mm, like, white people had that My cousin that too. Craig had a Raiders starter coat. Wow, yeah. You knew that was like serious. It was a bad mamma jamma. You see, and you see what this does for us. This tells you that, you know, Rebecca and I grew up in two different parts of the world in America. Um, but yet, our lives. And in, in so different many, homogeneous groups. It's different homogeneous groups, and it ought to tell you how similar we are, mm -hmm. no matter who Yeah, we it are. wasn't an inner city thing, because we always lived out in the suburbs, and it was happening in the suburbs. Exactly. But you know what was so messed up in the 80s and 90s? They sure made it seem like they it was a city Oh, thing. it was it. Mm -hmm. Oh, It yeah. was you guys. It was us. Not was our good us. Christian suburbs. Not a good Christian suburbs, but it was us. I'm sorry. The kids in the suburbs are doing more drugs than the kids in the city. Well, because the kids in the suburbs had resources. Mm, and nothing else better to and do nothing else better to do <laughs> exactly <laughs> but when you're when your friends are the sheriff you know mm, things i remember being told just to go home a couple times exactly there's a lot of compassion yep exactly and so <laughs> my mom had my mom and dad went to a local school in colorado mm -hmm. and 
one of her wannabe boyfriends, he wanted to be her boyfriend so bad. Mm. He turned out to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And he just happened to be the police officer in our town. Was he booty whipped without the booty? So then he would look <laughs> at our driver's license. And of course, they're all still very close. Right. And he knows who my mom married because they were all friends. And mm. he saw our last name. Mm-hmm. And he said, is your mom so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And we would say, yes, sir, that is our mom. And he said, y'all kids go home. Mm-hmm. Don't make me wake up your mama. Mm-hmm. We got sent home a couple times. You don't want your police's friends from the high school going to your house. Mm-mm. He just sent us home. Mary Kay, I know we was all kids once, <laughs> but I can't have your kids out there on the streets acting like this. Yeah, he would. he would send us home. And he would, he'd be, don't let, don't let me catch you back out here tonight. No, and it's true. You know what? And that's what like close knit communities are supposed to do. Honestly, I think there was a lot of that. Yeah. I think it has more to do with the close knit community rather than like a white people thing. No, I mean, in, in some, you know, in some degrees, I mean, when communities are close knit and actually get along, and even if they don't get along a hundred percent of the time, I think when, when they do that, I think they often see. Like, you know, they have compassion because they see their kids in these kids' eyes. And I think that's what was so nice about growing up in D.C. And we talked about it with Chad when we did our- Officer Friendly. Officer Friendly. And like when I was, you know, if I played hooky and I was in Georgetown when I was at Duke Ellington School of the Arts, like, you know, the officer would catch you and they'd be like, you got, you got exactly- 20 minutes to get back to campus if not you're gonna be truant and mm-hmm. um and uh and literally we book it they're like and you better run too and you better get there before i get there um that's the way it was i mean because we hung out with them we were friends with them there wasn't it wasn't this like huge oppositional thing either because we all mm-hmm. talk junk we all like joned as they say or joked and cracked jokes on each other um in the city but that's just the way it was it wasn't like even the jokers that were slinging dope actually had good relationships with the dc cops I mean, not not that they were getting away with it, but they knew they were the drug boys. But like, you know, but they were trying to be father figures. Yeah, but you also, the drug boy isn't who you want to arrest. It's who the drug boy knows. Well, yeah, I mean, that's really what you're getting at. You trying to get to the... He ain't worried about nothing but slinging. You ain't worried about no corner boy. Let me tell you, you worried about, you wouldn't know where it's coming from. Yeah, you want the boss. No, it's true. It's true in that way. But that, it was a lot of grace. A lot of kids got a lot of grace, as they say. I know you don't like that term. Oh, it's just getting old. I, I know a lot of people got a lot of compassion because of the relationships they built in the community with their law enforcement officers and um and so that was that was just i mean the 80s and 90s was yeah i mean at the same time there were very real issues going on but we want to just talk about just kind of like the nostalgia and the other thing that we talked about was man remember the tvs back then so when you have your tv dinner and you sat down and ate and you have to turn on your picture on channel seven or 20 or whatever it was you had to adjust the rabbit ears did y'all have rabbit ears do you remember am i older i am older than you do you remember when you couldn't go backwards on the channels like if you passed your channel you had to keep we had an old tv that you had to go go back around you had to go around like you couldn't go backwards you had to go you just had to go through them all over again you had to go right back around you had to do a full circle. And yes. and we had the little clicker on the te- the little turn knob. Right. And when that fell out, you had the pliers. Right. <laughs> Papa <laughs> Papa had pliers on his. 
Look, my granddaddy had pliers. <laughs> we had because you had to go in there and you had to turn it. Yeah, you had to manually yeah, turn it because the knob fell off. Yeah, the, well, you know what? No, I got I got one that I can tell you too. If you didn't have pliers, you literally would go in with either like some some forks and some spoons, or like two oh, a pair of tweezers. No, we ain't never done that. Or, or a pair of tweezers. Mm-mm. You take the tweezers and you put it in and you turn it. <laughs> We didn't never have to do that. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was like it worked. Like, but the tin foil on the rabbit ears. I remember tin foil on the rabbit ears, and my grandfather used to make us go adjust his rabbit ears, and we would get it perfect, right. and he would tease us and make us stand there and not move. <laughs> well, that's what. Yeah, that's what it was. You had to sit there. You like, I want to watch. No, don't no. You do. This is the good part. <laughs> this is the good part. And if you move, we lose signal. Oh man, it was it was totally. It was just a different world back now, then. Now, do you remember when the big screens came out? I do remember when the big do screens came out. Do you remember how big the big screens were? I remember how big they were. They were humongous. And I, because my friend Brian, Brian Bacon, sorry, I have to use his name because his name was Brian Bacon. Like, how cool is that? But like, he was the one who had the big screen TV before everybody had yeah, the big we screen did too. TV. And like, and we would go over there and like, and think about it now, the picture quality was horrible. But those things were super, super oh, expensive. Yeah, they were. There they were. Yeah, I remember when Papa brought the first one home. It was like, it was so big. It was a huge TV. And like, you know, it was funny. The speakers down at the bottom, they were heavy. Yeah, I mean, it was not conducive to it. I mean, it took up the whole room. It was like a projector screen. Yeah, it was a projector screen. And it was like, it was never, never like really like clear as far as I was concerned. And the other thing was... We were one of the first ones in D.C. to actually get HBO. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Okay. So then there was a person I went to school. I won't say her name because I don't like her to, the, to this day. But there was a, but she was like, oh, you don't have HBO. You're lying. I would have gotten HBO before you got HBO. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you argued about in the city. <laughs> I was like, look, I don't have time to be arguing with you. Like, about HBO I, I'm telling status. you we have HBO. No, I checked. I checked. I have a friend who works at so-and-so. My mother has a friend. I mean, we were in middle school. These people had no clue. They didn't know anybody. Right. Uh, let me tell you. And like, all of a sudden, you, you did not have HBO. I'm like, I had HBO. And I said a few choice words. But like, I'm like, I had HBO. And they were like, no, you know, Super TV. We have Super TV. Remember, do you remember no, Super TV? No, I don't remember Super so TV. So Super TV predates HBO. That was like the first, like, Skinamax. Super TV had all the stuff on it. We never got Super TV. I don't know why we never got, but I don't think they had the lines run where we were. I think because we were in the center city. Mm-hmm. These kids grew up in the northeastern part of the city. I commuted because there was a family friend who was a principal of my middle school. So I commuted from the center of the city over to the, on the bus. Yeah, yeah. And, and like and 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 so our where we were, I think that lended us in a space where they could run the lines. I don't know. But all I know is we had HBO. And folks in the northern and eastern part of the city, they didn't have HBO. And it was all good to me. So then my buddy Brian comes over for a weekend and was like, oh, my God, you got HBO. What happened? They went back to school and was like, oh, no, he doesn't have HBO. He was lying. <laughs> he was talking junk. <laughs> they were talking junk. It was so funny. Um, but no, he was like, no, you got HBO. I was just playing. I was just playing. I remember that. But kids just talk junk to each other. But yeah. So that was like, yeah, HBO was like the first cable. Yeah. And you had to turn it to channel three. 
Well, yeah, nothing worked unless it was on Channel 3. Right. Like, the video games didn't work unless it was on Channel 3. The VCR didn't work unless it was on Channel 3. Right. Oh, my God. We used to set up the VCR to tape the afternoon cartoons because we, we went to the private school and it took so long to get home in the traffic oh, that we missed yeah, yes. the afternoon cartoons. So we yeah. would watch them after dinner. Right. Man, has somebody changed your channel on your TV? Yes. And didn't change it back, and you recorded some random no. nonsensical show, and you missed your cartoon. Well, it was nothing worse than when you recorded He Man and She Ra, and all of a sudden Maury Povich got put yeah. on. Yeah, you like. Yeah. And it was so funny because it was so funny because we would leave, we would leave every morning. And we're like, we're recording, we're recording. Don't don't touch the channel. We're recording, we're recording. <laughs> you tell everyone. You put a big note. Don't touch. Carl used to put a note that said that we were recording. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. No, those were definitely different that times. That was pre. What 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 was that, it? That was pre. That was definitely pre. Um, on demand. Pre-recording the the when what was it called though? Was it wasn't it called? on demand. No, it was it was um it was oh god it had a name. It had a name, it but had, that was before that. Yeah, before you could record the shows in the box in the yeah. system. Yeah, and then you could go back and and flip to it. Um, in my day, like when we had oh so first of all okay so like back to HBO one of the first and coolest shows that I watched was Fraggle Rock. And I was like, that was like the dope shot. Like the puppets were dancing and moving their head. Like, let me tell you, Fraggle Rock was absolutely amazing. Um, but then when 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 it came down to first, like cable started getting big. Like I'm trying to remember when cable actually came out. Like when you could buy a package. And I th I don't remember when it was, but I know I was in middle school. I think it was, um, or early late middle school, early high school. So it was like ninety eighty nine ninety. I think is when you first could start buying packages, and it was expensive back then. But like, so what we used to try to do is like I used to turn to like Cinemax when they had the they had the naked girls on them, and it's all fuzzy. and it's all fuzzy, like, and I said, "Oh, there's a titty." Yeah. <laughs> Teddy, can you please not say that? <laughs> I saw a booby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you could. I you you, you and every and, little boy and, did. and you watch it through like the 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 the, the crooked screen, and you were like, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you try not to get busted because <laughs> like you turn it way down. First of all, there was no sound anyway, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, it was it was definitely a crazy. It was a crazy, crazy time. And then I commented on the fact that, man, remember when you were excited when you had the 20-foot or 50-foot cord for your phone? Oh, yeah. Well, mine wasn't so much the long cord. What it was is when we got our own lines. Oh, yeah. First yeah. of all, it was the cordless phone. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you are a little younger. So we already had the really long cords. Yeah, so see, that was revolutionary for us because it used to be that you had to walk over to where the phone was mounted on the little distro like, and sit there and talk. So when your friends called, you had to stand up and was like, yeah, hey, and you couldn't move. And you could only go, but so far the cord was literally like a foot long, a two feet long at the most. No, we always had a really long cord. See, that's the difference between you being born you, in 83 and me being born in 76. We could walk around the kitchen with it. I remember being able to walk around the kitchen with yeah. it. 
Yeah, no, yes, and no. It, we, knocked, it knocked stuff over. I was so excited when they got that 50 foot cord and I could go from one room to the kitchen and pour something to drink and then walk over to the living room and sit down and talk. And my mother was like, Look at you just living high on the hog. I'm like, That was high on the hog. You bought the thing. Like, what are you talking about? But like, yeah. No, I remember the cordless phones. But what was funny with the cordless phones is they could only go so far. And remember, like, you would lose connection. Right. If you went too far away from the from oh, the base. Yeah. Oh yeah, too far away from the base, and it start you start talking like, wait a minute, I can't hear you. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait a minute. 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 I can't hear you. Go back to the base. <laughs> and then it was when we all got our own lines because it used to be that you would call in and you would have to talk to your parents, your friends' parents. Oh. But then everybody started to get their own phone line. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's so funny? And, my, and then you had your own phone in your room. My mother would deny this until she was blue in the face, but when I got my own phone line, she still wanted to know who I was talking to. So when the phone rang and she I was on it, it no, no, she come, she come over, knock on the door, Reggie, and I'd be like, yes, who are you talking to? I'd be like, so and so, and if it was a boy, it was okay, but if it was a girl, who is she? <laughs> Let me wh- who who no who? my parents were. Do scared. I know her mother? Excuse, let me get on the phone, and she would get on the phone, and she would be like, "Um, excuse me, um, yes, I'm. This is this. I'm Wanda." No, <laughs> my parents were so hands off; they didn't know I could have been talking to drug dealers and murderers for uh, all they knew. No, my mama was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, we had our own phone, and I had I had the see through phone. Oh, you! Oh, you were uppity. You remember the see-through? Wow. Phone? I had the see-through phone. The bougie people had a see-through phone. So my sister had one actually. Uh, my, I had a see-through phone. I yep. remember that. Yep, the see-through phone. That was like that was revolutionary technology then. And then when mom mom was a real estate agent, and she was the first one that we knew to get the cell phone, and the cell phone came in a briefcase. It's the bag, the cell phone bag. And it, it would plug in to the car. To the lighter. To the lighter. Mm-hmm. And it, it was only for emergencies. Only now. for emergencies. Like you had to be dead. You had to be dead. Because it was it like, was like nope. $90 million an hour. It was $90 million a minute. Like, That's true. A minute. <laughs> an hour. It was $90 million a minute. And it was, remember, because I remember that my mother said the same thing. And she worked for Bell Atlantic when it, and then became Verizon at the time. So we got a discount. And it was still expensive. And it was still expensive. And she said, listen, when you out driving, she said, don't you use this phone but to tell me you on the way. And don't you use this phone unless something happens. You know me. You on the phone. I was always on the phone. I was calling my friends saying, hey, I'm on my way. Click. I got to go. Right? So I thought that, that was fast enough. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to go. I'm on the way. I'm, I'm, I'm on the way. Nope, not fast enough. When she came around and showed me that bill, she was like, $300. I said, what? She was like, who are you talking to? I mean, she literally lit into my chest. It was so expensive back then. These kids today, these kids, our kids. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if our kids had to pay for the text messages? They wouldn't. They would we had to them. pay for text messages. Yes, Do that you was, remember that? That was a special feature. Before we got unlimited text? I remember that. I remember there was that. a time. Yes, it was. There was definitely and a time. Then, and then I remember calling after nine. Calling after nine. Because oh yeah, because it was had cheaper. Free minutes. It was free. Yes, oh, yes, it you was. You got the free minutes after nine or yes, seven or whatever it was. Yeah, that's true. That's and then true. I had that. I had that pink flip phone. Yes, the razor flip phone, and it had the internet button on it. Mm-hmm. And and 
internet on the phone was like the old cell phone. It was like $90 million a minute. Yeah, it was. So you would accidentally hit that button and have to like real quick try and get it off before your parents <laughs> got like a $100 bill. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was, those were the days. It didn't take much to get it either. No. I mean, you're on the phone like two minutes and like two minutes was like $50, $75. And you're like, I don't know how that happened. Do you remember when the at-home printers had the printer paper with the the, dot. With the holes yeah. on the side and it, and it would roll <laughs> and it was like big and white and green oh, and it yeah, wasn't like regular letter size paper oh, no 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 you couldn't do homework on computers back then no no you couldn't no because you couldn't do papers at all yes it would like you would have to get in there and then you would have to print it and then pull the edges off i used to love to pull the edges off mom no, used that was my job part. that was like the fun part that was definitely the fun part. And see, my mother worked for Department of Transportation, but one of her early jobs with DOT was like in the IT department. Back then, you used to have to back up the systems every night. So DOT systems are not like what they were now, or even not even in the cloud. They're not even where servers. I mean, not like they are now. Yeah. These servers were huge. So what you have to do is you have to pick these big cylinders. They were like humongous, and you would have to turn them like to the left and pull them out and then put them in a storage facility and put another one in, turn it, and then back it up. That's why backing up back then took two people, eventually one, but two people, and it would be all night long. Her job at that time started at like five o'clock and it would go all night long. And I remember I was like, mom, I want to come to work with you. She was like, it is boring. Are you sure? So I came to her one night and we played football. It was digital football on the computer. It was just X's and O's. <laughs> it was X's and O's on an old DOS. Uh, yeah. Old DOS. They were DOS Wang computers. computers. It was an old Wang computer. And I remember, and I remember we would do that. And then when I thought it was exciting is that we would go to the to the vending machine on another floor and I would get vending machine pizza and I thought I was doing something. Oh yeah. And it was the gnarliest pizza on the planet. It was like rubber. It was like Of course it was. It, was it came cardboard. from a vending machine. Yeah, and then we'd go back and it would take all night for my mother to back up the system. Like it I mean it's not like it is no, now. No, cuz now it's just a button in a couple minutes. Yep. Yeah, we would. I, I remember she's that was one of her that was her first job in the Department of Transportation, and then she was hired and did something else. So, when you were in college, I know you had them when you were in high school, but mm -hmm. when you were in college, did you guys use floppy disks? Of course, did you ever do the whole I have it on my disk, but it's it's corrupted and I can't get it into the computer when you were late with something all damn time? Excuse my language. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh. Because when we, when we moved from the floppy to the three and a quarter. Yeah, that was the best because it could corrupt it all the time. Yeah, and, and the best part is when the professor was complaining about losing their work. They was like, ah, "I'm having a bad day." But we were like, "You know what, professor? So did we. So did we. So did we. We were writing the paper, and the same thing happened. We're like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. It's just ridiculous." Yeah, and and then the professor said, "I was in the computer. I was in the student in the computer lab. We were too." <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like that would work. That would work. That would work a couple oh. times. But yeah, we had floppies when we well. So when I was in high school, we had floppies, and then the three and a quarters came out. I think it was the end of high school, which was about ninety four, and like, and then when I went, no, I'm sorry, I graduated ninety four. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. I think the three and a quarters were getting ready to come out. There were floppies and the three and a quarters that were still out, and you'd had to have a ton of discs to put them on there. Yeah. Do you remember when the internet came in the mail? Oh, you mean like AOL? 
it used to come and in the mail. To, it was in the box, and you had to load. <laughs> Stop! That's loud. Oh, right sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's but really, like, you yeah. didn't have the internet until you got that disc in the mail, and you had to like upload it right onto your computer. Your computer just didn't have the function to go to the internet. It came in the mail. Yeah, one one. And when, every year you would get Windows ninety five. I know. Even AOL. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely one or the, of, in the old chat rooms. ASL. ASL. There was a lot What's of that going ASL? on when I was a kid. Yeah, it was like young, and it was a lot of like really weird people in those like chat rooms like, because it was unfettered. Like there was no like there was a lot of strange stuff going on back then. <laughs> Nobody was watching and paying attention. Our parents should have been a little more on the ball, a little more than they aware. were, a little more aware of what was going on in them rooms back then. Yeah, ASL, yes, they, ASL. Yes, they were. Yes, I they, remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AOL. And then, of course, if you were on there, then someone called through, and you could lose it, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Then you have to go back. So yep. anyway, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it was funny how far we've come as a society. Um, but those of us who are in this age group, anywhere between 40 and 40, like 50, um, you know, you remember in a different time. It was almost a simpler time, but it was a different time. Now, I know you're trying to wrap up. I but am because trying to wrap up. I'm, no, is, I'm trying to get us to the proverb. and Because this is the New Year's Eve show, because yep. people won't hear this until New Year's Day. Yep. Do you remember Y2K and how upset everybody was? Yeah, it didn't happen. People but really do you upset. remember like how nervous everybody was leading up? Like, do you remember the ball drop? Everybody yes. thought the world was going to end when the ball dropped. Yeah, we all did. We all did. We all thought it was going to end. Y two K. We didn't know what happen. was going to happen. The computers Nothing weren't going to be able to talk happened. anymore. <laughs> Nothing happened. I know, but it was this whole build up. It was just all this build up and nothing happened. I remember at that. All. I remember that. It was it was such a thing. Well, I know. I know. The world people laugh about it now, and I don't think they understand how much of a thing it like the news was constantly talking about it. You were talking about it in class. You were talking about it with your friends. Your parents were talking about it at the dinner table. Like it was a thing. You know, okay, so do you remember the first Bush War, Iraqi, the first Iraq war with Saddam Hussein? Kind of, yeah. I was you, little. You were really little, but I was. So when the war broke out, I had a girlfriend at the time. The war broke out, I think I was in high school. I was a sophomore. Okay. In high school. And this girl was telling me, I'm not going to call her out now because. Don't. No. Um, uh, you know, but she was she was talking about how she wanted to get pregnant because she didn't know if the world was going to end then. And she wanted to make sure she had a baby. And I think I said to her, I said, does that make any sense? If, if the world is getting ready to end. So and my, you want a baby if uh, the world's getting ready to end? First of all, I was a sophomore in high school, first of all. And uh, <laughs> not going to happen. Um, but I went and told my one of my closest friends uh, uh, at the time, because we used to hang out all the time. And I told him that. And he was like, are you stupid? Did you fall for that? I said, no, I didn't fall for that. He was like, what? He was like, the end of the world. Like, well, then we just gonna all have to just go out of here without babies. Like, it's pretty. Why much would it. you want a baby at the end of the world, anyways? That's stupid. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. So to the proverb. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's. let's... There we go. All right. Had to cheat up a little bit. Too high. Okay. All right. What's your proverb? This is a Swiss proverb. Mm-hmm. The night rinses, but the day has soaked. 
And I picked that for tonight because everyone thinks of the new year as a new beginning and a new start, and like a brand new day. And so the night will um, Read that rinse Read that what the day has soaked. No, uh, the day has soaked. So the night rinses what the day has soaked. So the night is what rinses you off from the day. And so New Year's Eve is what rinses us off. From the last year. From the last year to the new year. It's a new beginning. That's true. That's very true. I liked that. No, I really do like it. I get it. It I takes it. a minute. It takes a minute. I had to sit here and process it in my but brain. the night rinses what the day has soaked. Right. No, no, no. I totally get it. Um, huh. Well, I mean, I think, honestly, I think it's the same thing. It's about new beginnings. Yeah. It's about, and you know, it ties into when we were paying Priscilla's uh, sort of message in the beginning. It's always about new, new beginnings. And for me, you know, New Year's, the new year is another opportunity for a new beginning. And 2022 came in and we had its challenges. Ugh. Oh, we had a rough 2022. We had a really rough 2022 yeah i mean you know we were trying to get the medication right and we were trying to get all this stuff right and and graduate and i mean get sebastian through school i mean we were doing a lot uh i was work transitioning i think a couple times couple times yeah so it was it was it's 2022 has not been a cakewalk by any stretch of the word um um but that proverb really says it all 2023 right now can be new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that opens up for our song. Our song we played last year for the New Year's. And we're going to play it again this year because hopefully maybe this year it'll take. Well, you know, Macklemore, like that was really good. Next year is going to be better than this. And we were we played this actually for our show. It's our New Year's Eve or New Year's Day show for 2022 yeah so we're gonna play it this year for 2023 hoping that it'll happen we definitely gonna play it again that hopefully this time is a redo <laughs> it'll stick and so for all of you guys that listened to this song last year and was like 2022 kind of sucks let's redo it we're gonna redo it start it over we, we, of course okay of course we're gonna Sorry. start over and um so listen to mac lamore's uh next year but everyone please have a safe new year enjoy 2023 we'll see you on the other side of this and uh please be safe have a good night have a good night everybody next year's gonna be better than this yeah next year's gonna be better than this cause new year's eve coming with the fresh kiss My come up, I've been lacking, but I can feel it. It's the one. All the last 365, one sucked. Like God group texted the world and dumped us. But 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 you better watch my bounce back. I'ma be the man in here. Glass to the sky, like we tryna grab the chandelier. I like to take this opportunity and toast to me for being exactly who I'm supposed to be. Cause light is gonna do what light does. I don't wanna look back and regret who I was. Let go of the expectations and if I won, forget the tally sheet before my time's up. And I, 
know I gotta roll with it I'm well aware the universe doesn't know me shit I know that all of this pain leads to growth I think that next year's gonna be better than this Out, sick of the fear and doubt I'ma get spiritual soon, living the here and now Alone in my room, but you gon' hear me loud and clear Let's start it at the top of the year I want one last cigarette, one last sip of it One last secret, one last little bit With the devil and his relatives And I was gonna change my ways I was just waiting for that day To pull myself up out of that phase Run that route and make a play So sick of sitting on the benches Finally time to get in shape And living like a scrimmage Thinking that I get another game now No, I ain't waiting for coach Marching band I'ma throw a parade at my zone Goddamn Man in the mirror Finally got on Fucking next year The time is now to press go And I'm gone Still an optimist, yeah